Welcome to the Indie Gold Podcast, hosted by Mr. B. And Fat Caesar. And on today's episode, it's going to be featuring Chickpea JC. And for all our listeners, we are now on Stitcher, and we have just landed on iTunes. So if you're on iTunes, on your iPhone, subscribe to Golden Era Music Group, and you'll get the newest episode of the Indie Gold Podcast. From now on and forever, you'll be in tune with two of the most biggest golden geniuses of all time, and we're going to get you... You know, in deference to this whole entire shit that we're doing right now, we're trying to put out a lot of product in the culture. We want to keep on putting all these great artists on. So for this episode, it's going to be with blogger Chickpea, and I hope you enjoy this episode of the Indie Gold Podcast. We are now on the seventh episode of the Indie Gold Podcast, and today we have one of the best bloggers out in New Jersey, Jersey City. She's been around for like the last, what is it, three, two years? Two years. <laughs> Damn. Less than that. It feels longer. But, you know, you've yeah, been making a lot of rounds out here. You've been doing a lot of great things, and now you've expanded your team, and now you're doing a lot of great things from doing social media 101 classes and doing panels with people like Combat Jack and Nina Sky. So I'd like to introduce everybody, Lynn Hazan, a.k.a. Chickpea. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks yes, for, yes. for coming. Yes, you was just recently in um your is it your hometown Tel Aviv? Um yeah, well I I'm Canadian, but I also lived in in Israel for like a couple of years. So yeah, I went to visit my family. Oh yeah, well shalom. Shalom. <laughs> Good job. Oh, wow. Well, wow, I have, wow. honestly, I have um from my mother's side, I do have some Spanish Jews, so I know a little bit about Israel. So nice. Awesome. I like I like you even more now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe shit. I can get that Drake pass one day. You know you. Oh yeah, listen, I'm a Canadian Jew, so I'm I'm like I'm like a, the the Drake of Jersey City. <laughs> oh shit! So what, what's your feelings on that Drake and Meek Mill beef right now? I mean, I think it's very entertaining. Um, Drake is killing it. He really uh, is. He's, he's, he's just, he's smart. He's, the thing is, you can tell who's intelligent and who isn't. Um, you know, I, I personally don't connect to Meek Mill's music. I just think no, it's like, I don't a, it's just a bunch of, like, I don't understand, like, what he's saying. Like, it's just a bunch of gibberish. It's just like, what he's just throwing words Wait, out you, there. You think it's gibberish? Like, I understand Young Thug and Future, but... He just yells too damn much. I mean, he's all all he talks about is his car, the fact that he's banging Nicki Minaj with his Roly. So it's like, what is there really to listen to in Meek Mill's music? There's no no substance. Exactly. But uh, I think Drake is, you know, he he taught he tells stories like you can like literally imagine what he's saying, you know, saying, um, which I appreciate in hip hop music. It uh, kind of brings me back to like old school hip hop, you know. Yeah, yeah. I definitely see that Drake was that. That's what Drake was going for when he baited him. But like, did you hear um recently the new disc, Summer, Summer '16? I didn't hear it yet. Now you guys should play it. it for me. 
Like, we, we will, we will yeah. one day. I'll almost, I'll, I'll send you the download link right, most definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a download because the thing is, he had some lines there. Like a lot of people are saying, oh well, Meek Mill, because Meek Mill also dropped a, a, a reply in like 15 minutes because it looks like Drake has a little snitch in his own camp that leaked out the disc before it came out, so Meek Mill was able to respond back. The thing is, it wasn't really a response. But Drake said a couple things that um is a proclamation. He said he used to want to be signed to Rockefeller, but then he became Jay. And by saying that, he just said, I am Jay-Z now. In this generation, I'm Jay-Z. I run this. I'm the king of hip-hop now. Come at me. And my pool is bigger than Kanye's. Like, right. <laughs> that's a powerful statement right there. And I think I mean I think confidence is key, especially in hip hop. You know, I mean look at Kanye, he has the biggest ego, but he's he's doing great, you know. So I think it's kind of a lesson to all of us. You just gotta believe in yourself. You gotta believe that you're the greatest. And I tell that to a lot of people, especially in you know, small business owners. I, I have to you have to walk around like you're the greatest. So I I, I appreciate that in Drake. Yes, and, you know, yes. and, and other than other than Drake, and I bring up Little Dicky because you know we were having you as a guest. So are you familiar with Little Dicky? No. Well, just the fact that his name is Little Dicky. <laughs> well, he just recently had a video out. Well, it was a video with Rich Homie Quan and Fatty Wap, and it had like the premise of the video was to like go around to like rich neighborhoods and different businesses to like use their resources for free. To make like right. a very inexpensive music video, so and they would, like do, and yeah, and make it all epic. So they would, like go to like different mansions. Like, can I shoot like a scene in this mansion for five minutes, or can I shoot like a scene in your uh, your music video in your cars that you're selling to people? Like, you gotta find the video's called Save Money, Save Save That Money or something like that. Yeah, you gotta check that out. Now, so the okay. thing is though, that song gets is getting airplay at least down here, um, in Miami. I don't know if uh, if you remember. Lynn, but I had um I had moved back. No, I, I remember. Yeah, I remember you. T you told me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lucky, lucky, lucky you. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw. Well, you were out here like six months ago. Yeah, I went. I left my child and hubby at home, and I went on a girls a wild girls trip. It was fun. Miami's the dangerous place though to have a wild girls trip when you're married though. Uh, I was. I was all. All you know. Everything was fine. I just we just went clubbing, and I I worked on my tan. I'm an old woman. I can't really I can't really stay out till too late anyway. So Lynn, Lynn, Lynn you're not old. Stop saying you're old. Yeah. You're definitely not old. You're, you're only you're only whatever year old. I'm not gonna tell everybody what you're. I'm, I'm, thir I'm 32. I'm 32. I'm proud yeah, of you. Yeah, you're not you're not 50 yet. So yeah, no, you're not even when you're 50, you're not you're not old. So therefore. Because you're also a health instructor, you also do, uh, you know, your do dance classes and stuff like that. So you're you keep in shape. I try. You gotta keep it right. Keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See that, ladies. You hear that? You gotta take this woman's advice. And go to her classes at Base, New Jersey. <laughs> On Wednesdays, hip hop class. Yes, most definitely go to that. Now, what's your take on the Wiz Khalifa and Kanye West beef now? Oh my God, that was that was so entertaining. It was, um, it was hilarious to me. 
I honestly think it's like just all these all these beefs. It's just like marketing. It's really good marketing. Like yep. people, are, you know, it gets people talking. It, you know, like the whole selfie with Amber Rose and Kim Kardashian was like, if like I I was even like, whoa, that's amazing. You know, like that they squashed the beef. Like they called each other. Like. Uh, it's just, it's like a, re it's, you know, it's like a reality TV show, all, all this stuff. Like, what happened to, like, old school hip-hop where it was just, like, good good beats and, like, you know, it was over the music and not over, like, social media, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy. A lot of things have changed over time. I, feel I think Kanye's getting the threesome, though. Um, <laughs> he's getting the threesome. <laughs> You know why he's a lucky guy? If he got to like sleep with both of them, good, well, you know, he's, 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 him. he slept with them separately. So therefore, I think he's right. already been lucky. So that's what I'm saying. If he, um, that's what I'm saying. He is a lucky guy. Yes, for, he is. You know, being with those girls. So kudos to him. Wiz Khalifa lost just because of that. that yeah, because he cheated on her. Because I was like, how you cheat on her? Like Amber Rose is just ridiculous. But. After making right. all those songs about. Come be with a real player. I'll take care of you. I love you. Like when she was with Kanye, he was throwing little messages in his music. Had her in the video. You know, the whole thing that I don't like, you know, that like I respect Amber Rose is that she's like speaking out uh, about, you know, this whole like slut shaming thing. You know, like she was called a whore for like, you know, dating after Wiz. And like in reality, you know, when men, like, let's say a man gets a divorce and they're seen with, like, a bunch of chicks, they're like, oh, cool, good for him. If a woman gets a divorce and is seen with going on a date, she's a whore. It's, like, it's such a such a fucked up thing. And, like, it, you know, the fact that she's speaking out against it, I, like, have a lot of respect for her. You know, she had an interview recently where she was saying that she stopped giving a shit what people thought of her. Because, you know, that's like, if you, it, it's really good. And, like, that's, a, a, you know, important, especially a woman who's in the spotlight to not give a shit what people think. So that's the only time you'll start being happy. And that's something that I've, like, really taken to heart, especially given my position. You know, people talk shit and say things that are, what you know, hurtful. And I just have to, like, not care, not give a shit, you know? And you know what? When people do that, especially for a woman, the reality is they wish they could be with that woman. If a man, because I've seen men are like, men have been some of the people that have said like hateful things to you on Instagram and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, they're throwing little shots, they're being sexist. But like, they don't hate her. They want to be with her. They want to take you out on a date. And they're mad that you're married. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I don't know the reasoning behind it, uh, but I know that some of the stuff, like the online bullying that I deal with, I wouldn't deal with if I wasn't a female. You know, regardless yeah. of whether they're attracted to me or they have a thing for me, if I was a guy, I wouldn't have to deal with, you know, these sexist, like, posts and people putting stickers, like, all over Jersey City. You know, I, like, I'm not doing anything negative. I'm just, I'm a blogger. I'm not... You know, like, I'm not even in the club scene. I'm not, you know, I'm not a socialite. Like, I don't, I'm not seen at night getting drunk or doing weird things. Like, it's just, you know. No, positivity. I see everything that, that you do is, is positive. Everything that you write about, everything that you report. You know, I, I'm watching, even from Miami. I'm watching. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. 
Well, yeah, um, the hometown, you know. Well, yeah, also, yeah, you do a lot, a lot of um, harassment, you know, online, and um, it's I think most of them are trolls. I'm not really sure about that, but you know, you had uh, Dixie and Chop Lips at one point, and that shit, yeah. that shit was ridiculous. Like Dixie was borderline fucking um a stalker. It was way above that shit. Yeah, he, he, it was it was a little it was a little scary. I'll be honest. He's no longer active because no, uh, a lot of a lot of people reported him and stuff because what he was doing was kind of crossing a line, you know. Um, but people w were laughing at it and were supporting it, and um, it was very hard for me. But like at the end of the day, I had to take it as a compliment. Like if somebody is so preoccupied with me then I must be doing something right. You know what I mean? So, um, it w but it was it was very tough on me and my family. Like, I, I considered quitting a few times because I was like, you know what, this is too much. This is not necessarily what I signed up for, you know? I'm not an actress. Like, if you guys think about it, I'm a blogger. I'm not an actress. I'm not, like, a model. I'm not somebody that, like, main goal is to be a, a celebrity. I'm, I'm, my goal is to write about the city that I love, and it kind of morphed into something else and then somebody you know so I didn't sign up for the, the scrutiny you know so you really you really did not you didn't expect to jump off to like the levels that where it's at right now like it's, it's really it's high up there you're being seen on billboards and subway stations in downtown you're you're very visible to the public now like did you really expect that no, I mean, I, before blogging, I was, you know, I was a working mom, you know, uh, commuting back and forth from Jersey City to, um, you know, to, to Manhattan, and I was coming home, and I was taking care of my daughter, I was not part of, like, the scene, the cultural scene, and I just started blogging as, like, a hobby, because I felt like I needed a creative, like, outlet, Oh, I'm getting a little massage now. Um, um, so a, a creative outlet, and um, and I didn't. I think I was in the right place at the right time. So um, think, and I, you know, a combination of doing, you know, writing great content and just really hustling, it, it like blew up. But I didn't expect it. I didn't sign up for it. Like I was content in my job. I was making, you know, good salary and had um, health benefits. And but it, but it was. I was numb, so blogging kind of. Sorry, go ahead. No, so what also is helping you win out here is that you're a very inviting personality. You're a very cool person. You you curse like a sailor, so that makes you human as hell. So, yeah. Oh my so god, I, yeah. I, I, I love that. Cause I was like, yo, we we might have to have her on the show because she might curse us all the fuck out. But still, have fun. Oh, I, I, you know, I'm a hip hop head. At the end of the day, I'm, yeah, you know, fine. I'm a white Jewish girl, but like, I grew up in the hip hop world. I, I used to break dance. I DJed. I had my own radio, like hip hop radio show. I've, hung, you know, I've met rappers. I've, uh, you know, I've, I was part of the scene, so I definitely appreciate, you know, the hip hop culture. And you know, I honestly have a huge appreciation, especially for the hip hop artists in Jersey, Jersey City, because they hustle and they grind. They're the only artists that consistently email me every single day because they want a, a blog post. I don't get that from rock bands. I don't get that from, from any other type of genre. They're the ones like out there really grinding to get their music out there, and I like have a lot of respect for that. And, you know? a, and, a, lot of your, and a lot of your viewers actually ask for more different genres than rap, and like, it's, that's kind of crazy. 
for them not to even want to be a part of your platform. Well, or, I think it's just I, I think it's just different. You know, people have a different hunger. You know what I mean? I think um, I think a lot of the local rappers here specifically are very hungry and they really want to make it. And they like they have an idea that they need to seek out. Uh, promotion as opposed yeah. to just being like oh I'm talented I'm just gonna wait for her to reach out to me you know what I mean so no. uh, so I really appreciate that and uh, and you know I appreciate I, like I'm a hard worker so I when I see you know local artists that have talent but they're also business people and they know how to promote themselves like I, I obviously want to help them out and feature them Good. Now, do you have any favorites specifically right now currently from the local scene that you in Jersey know. City. Yeah. Well, I love Hero. Obama Rich is like my jam. Um, I really I like everyone. Like uh, Vincent Thiel, I love him. He's he's sick. Um, he interviewed re recent. He interviewed a local artist, Mika Wright, who I really liked. Um, I mean, it's hard. I really like every everyone who's been on my blog. Niz, um, he's dope. Um, who else? I don't want to piss people off, you know. No, no, um, it's all good. You, you know, like there's Don Prince. Don Prince is great. Um, there's just a lot of great, a lot of great uh, artists in Jersey. Oh, I recently actually interviewed this guy, Jace Harley. You guys better watch out for this guy. He is. I was blown away by his talent. He produces, makes his beats, he raps, he sings. He's even a, a, an artist. Like he paints and everything. Oh, you got to get up on that. He's, oh man! Oh my God, Charles, he is incredible. Like, I, I, I look, I will look into this guy, and I will be getting in contact with his people if I have. No, I'm telling you. So the post will go out probably like in a week or two. Yes. You'll see the video. You're gonna freak the fuck out. Like I was like literally at his studio filming, and I couldn't believe it. I I posted it on my Snapchat, and like ten people messaged me. They're like, "Who is this guy?" Like. Yeah, he's sick. So he's definitely something to watch out for. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many talented people in Jersey City. It's like it's kind of incredible. If I remember correctly, you covered the Gem Show, which when you walked in, I believe I was performing at that time. Uh, what? Was I there? I don't remember. Honestly, I think didn't she? No, no, she did not. Uh oh! Don't get me in trouble. Oh my! God. Oh my. Hey, hey, it's my show. I'm not. I, I can admit that. No, you weren't there. Sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, I really, I really try to be everywhere. It's look, kind this of is impossible. The thing. This is the thing. You don't have to be everywhere. You are a mother, and you have a business to run. And I, I appreciate that. That right. you also. That not only, you know, you do a lot for this for the scene out here and the culture in in Jersey City, but you also have. We've actually done an article together. Well, we've done, you know, the article yeah. together for um, Golden Air Music Group. That's so I, I, I greatly remember now. My bad. I, I, confu I got confused. Yes. Yeah. Wrong, Caesar. <laughs> I remember that article now. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, this is very, very awkward. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Because, see, when you deal with Caesar... I say crazy things because no, I no, you don't. my mind. It just like pops out. You feel me? So, it's all good. I appreciate. Listen, I appreciate that you put some, you shed some light on the scene 
Because I feel like the fact that Jersey City's next to New York, like, artists in Jersey have to go harder because we don't want to get overshadowed by New York because, like, the rest of the country is like, New York, New York. Like, how many people down right. in Miami call me New York? And I'm like, I'm from New Jersey, not New York. Right. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, like, they don't really admit that they they live in Jersey City, which is I find interesting. You know, like, you'll see in their bio, like, you know they live in Jersey City, and it's, like, New York, like, kind of annoying. <laughs> I like Jersey City and Bayonne a lot better than New York, honestly. I, so I lived in Manhattan uh, before moving to Jersey City, and I, I, I fucking hated it. Um, I, it was, like... I was such a lost soul for so such a long time, and when I'm like, I remember the first time I got off the PATH train before we like decided to move to Jersey City. I felt this like energy in the air, and I was like, something's something's meant for me here. I just don't know what yet, but like that's I'm probably, meant to live that, here. That's probably chemtrails. You don't want nothing to do with that. But it's all right. But um. I'm, I'm, I'm not, like I'm, I'm sorry, man. Every time I come back to Jersey City from like a place that I've been to, like Pennsylvania. Like, I just feel the smoggy air. I feel like the most gloomiest shit ever. But I love it here. I love it here. I've been here for 27 years. And I can tell you this right now. Like, it ain't nothing like it. The only thing that's fucked up Third City is just the, the violence and, you know, being displaced. That's it. Right, like, right, right. So this goes. Which is which is a which is a comment. So like, okay, I know we're gonna probably gonna talk about the gentrification, right? Well, <laughs> I think we're gonna. Yeah, soon, soon, soon. We're going to get into that. We haven't soon. got there yet, but we're definitely going to yeah. talk about that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so also, I wanted to know about this artist. Have uh, no. you ever heard of Anderson Pop? No. You have to check him out. I actually had this album it's called uh, Malibu. And he he just did like a, a couple of cuts off of Dr. Dre's new album, Compton. So. He's doing a lot of dope things. He just got signed to Aftermath. So I had thought he was in the squad already, honestly. So he probably was. He just official. he just had to prove himself. He just dropped the um the No Worries mix, the No Worries EP, and he just dropped Malibu. And Malibu is like my favorite album above every day. I don't like listening to rap so much like I used to. I listen to a lot of R&B because rap is so fucking aggressive these days. Like Everybody's shooting each other and shit. I really don't want to listen to rap all the time. I have my certain things I listen to. They've been shooting each other, bro. They actually, I would say they shot each other more in the 90s. Have you listened to an Onyx album, bro? I fucking love Onyx, though. <laughs> I go okay. on. Exactly. And then you hear the Death Row catalog. They, they were killing everybody while popping Crystal bottles, man. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but um, when it, but, you know what? Everybody should look into Anderson Park. His for last his album that came out was called Malibu, and it's an amazing album. It doesn't only stick to one sound; it has different sounds, so you can tell what types of um different types of R and B he's into. And it's, I think it's an incredible project, and everybody should check it out. But um, and you know what? I'm glad though that you brought up Dr. Dre because one thing I wanna and um, Lynn. Being from my school of hip hop, oh, you know, I know you, Lynn. I know you remember the the murders of, of Tupac and Biggie back in the day. And recently, um, a police officer from the LAPD leaked to the NY Daily News. He claims, you know, we don't got the evidence to, that uh, Diddy 
actually put a hit out on Tupac Shakur and paid um the Crips to um to kill him. And the funny thing about that theory is um before Pac died, he did have an altercation at the Mike Tyson fight against Orlando um Henderson, I believe his dude's name, which he's dead now, but um Orlando was a member of the Crips. I do know from back in the day that Biggie and Bad Boy would have protection from the Crips when they would come to Cali. They would pay them off. And Suge Knight, of course, had protection from the Bloods. And um, this theory is crazy because, like, um, me personally, a part of me um, says, okay, I could see how that could be true. But another part of me says, would Diddy really, like, go that far to you know, to protect his investment. That's what I call it. Because, you know, it was a, a thing about money and power. And there was a lot of gangster stuff involved with it in the 90s. Like, hip-hop was a lot different back then. Like, what's your opinion on, on that whole rumor? I don't know. I, I don't I don't feel like Diddy has it in him to do something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. So? Like it. I mean, it's not about being soft. I just no, I don't know. think he's a killer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see him, like, involved in that sort of thing. Yeah, he, I yeah, mean, he maybe can't I'm, kill you. He can kill careers. I mean, right. I, I feel like he would do something more, like, in, in hip-hop as opposed to, like, yeah, I, I don't see it. I really don't see it. So you think that it's just another, you know, like I feel like these, yeah, these people like to make shit up and like they want to be in the news. Like you can't believe anything, anything you read anymore, honestly. Like the stuff people say in in the news, it's it's just like it's like crazy. I don't believe anything. I don't believe anything on CNN. I I don't I, honestly I don't. Believe, I just like you got to take things with a grain of salt. I mean, I saw that article, like what the the guy said, and I'm just like I started laughing. I'm like, did he just not didn't do that? Diddy did not do that. Well, it's Diddy. It's Diddy. Yeah. I hope you're right because, like, my teenage years will be ruined if it's if it's true. Because as big of of a Death Row and Tupac fan that I am, I was also big on Bad Boy. Um, Biggie was definitely one of the people that uh, inspired me to do music. Because I'm a big guy myself. And like I had a lot of I have a lot of good memories that have Bad Boys music in the background as a soundtrack. You know, school dances. Yeah, all I don't that. know. Yeah, I don't I don't see it. Well, I'm gonna say this right now. Diddy is not 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 a saint at all. That's one thing. But I don't want to get. I, well, I, never, get too... I never said he was. No. No, 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 no. But I could say he he has gotten into some really deep shit, especially after the Shine thing. We Shine ended up going to jail for ten years for like a for that uh the whole bid when he shot that person in the club. And J Lo broke up with him, couldn't handle the heat. So Diddy was always always into some crazy shit, regardless of what. So I don't want to say nothing crazy because I don't want to get blackballed yet. <laughs> so I'm gonna make sure I keep it, keep that shit to a minimal. And we're going to go into this music break, and it comes from the homie Melody Architect, and this joint is called Fresh, and um, just recently, you know, he, he's fighting cancer, and, you know, he's going through some treatments and stuff like that, and, um, you know, we're going to keep him in our, we're going to keep him in our prayers, we want you to keep him in your prayers too, man, he's a very, very, you know, talented, very positive individual, so this is one of his joints, 
And um, this shit is called Fresh, man. Melody Architect. Uh. Jersey City Chill Town is where you find me. Emotion be the true team that's behind me. Fresh popped off, tagged the designer. I wear the music like an OG pair of Nikes. Jersey City Chill Town is where you find me. Emotion be the true team that's behind me. Fresh popped off, tagged the designer. It's the kid with the master plan. I'm trying to go far. Sky's the limit when we soft, way past the stars. Infiltrate all areas, the world with bars. Start a virus infection and getting people infected. Type of flow you don't definitely want to mess with. Style so raw, so unprotected. Wear the passion like a bulletproof vest. But those attempted to take shots. Got the heavy artillery, pick it up heavy. Like a diesel pickup Chevy. I'm in my own lane and don't care about the fame. Only for the intoxication music. I'm rushing to the brain. Drive the crowd insane. Take it over like I'm pressing buttons on the game controller. Wreck the competition with lyrical boulders. Architect of the melodies. Blueprints of new beginners, man. Just wait and listen, ha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just wait and listen. I wear the music like an OG pair of Nikes. Jersey City Chill Town is where you find me. Emotion be the true team that's behind me. Fresh popped off, tagged the designer. I wear the music like an OG pair of Nikes. Jersey City Chill Town is where you find me. Emotion be the true team that's behind me. Fresh popped off, tagged the designer. Uh, these days dudes put on the front, believing that they can stop. But me, I pop a Willie straight from the jump. RPM heavy, cutting through the wind like a red machete. Panamanian poppy got beats, mad energy, and that coffee. And my own leaf with a recording called the Spalding October Terror. Trying to make the week remember that the Almighty stands tall, only 23. Now I'm starting my master plan. Steady climbing while these dudes be sinking in the sand. Trying to master all the time I got on my hands. Grind hard from 3 to 5 to 10,000 hours. Pace myself steady to conquer and position the power. Aiming to have the music. Become classic and prosper, uh, studying the game, you can call me a scholar, huh, yeah, you can call me the scholar, I wear the music like an OG pair of Nikes, Jersey City Chill Town is where you find me, Emotion be the true team that's behind me, fresh popped off, tagged the designer, I wear the music like an OG pair of Nikes, Jersey City Chill Town is where you find me, Emotion be the true team that's behind me, fresh popped off, tagged the designer, We're now we're now back into episode seven of the Indie Gold podcast, and um, we want to like you know shed some light on Chick PJC right now. What is Chick PJC? I mean, I'm Chick P. Yes, we uh, know. And Chick PJC, Chick P is a blog about Jersey City, so it's a uh, kind of a journey of discovering the people, the businesses, and the fun things happening in Jersey City through my eyes and my writer's eyes. Um, so what were you before Chick PJC? Um, I was working in the corporate world. Uh, like I had a completely normal life, um, working nine to five. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And what made you just like wake up one day and say, I don't want to do this shit no more and just like do this as a hobby and... I, I, like at the end of the day, like you say, you wanted to do Chick PJC as a hobby, but you quit your job in the corporate world. Like, what was you expecting that to, to happen? So I, I think so. 
you know, what's funny, like about a couple of months before I launched the blog, I actually remember sitting in uh, my HR manager's office and saying, like, oh, I'm probably going to die at this job. Because, oh, you know, it was – because, like, it, not die in a bad way because I was just so comfortable there. But then I also felt really numb. And, and, I, and you know, I got a – like, I got promoted to, like, when I was a manager. I had my own team. And the higher up you get in the corporate world, like, the more numbing it, it is in a way. And I remember, like, I had, like, an ex existential crisis. I was sitting in a meeting, and it was a meeting about another meeting. And I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, I'm sitting in a meeting <laughs> talking – talking about another meeting like what is this this is stupid this is this doesn't make any sense like I and people and it was very negative and you know I worked for a really great company and like the culture was awesome but I felt like that you know I've always felt like this can't be it like there's got to be more to life than this like exactly. and I, I was I was too comfortable you know and so I st and then I, I was like okay maybe what I could do is you know write a blog so I can kind of, because I love fashion, I like writing, I like uh, talking, I like meeting new people, so I was like, okay, maybe if I write a blog, I can kind of get that out of my system, and I can continue working in the corporate world, but still have, like, that creative side. But then the blog sort of took over my life, and I realized I could maybe make it into a business, and that I had something really good, and that people were, you know, liking it and responding to it, and uh, and I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to, if now's the time, I can just you know, I had a great, my husband supported me. I told him, okay, like, this is my short-term plan. Like, we can do this. And, you know, we made some sacrifices, and I, I jumped head first, and, and here I am, so. That, that is awesome. That's a really huge story for everybody who's, like, stuck at a, at a, at a job, either it's a good job or a dead-end job. You know, there's more to life than just working for some, working under somebody else, regardless of what. And, you know, it's called dreams. Chase your dream. Even though, even though this was a hobby, this was a hobby. You, you didn't think it was gonna go crazy like this, cause it's crazy. It's crazy. I didn't, now. but you know, the thing is, I'm the type of person that, like, if I put myself, put my mind to something, I don't give up. You know, and I could have yeah. given up many times. And like, I spent, you know, all my savings put, you know, back into putting into this business. It was really hard, and I worked 12-hour days, and I have a kid, and like, it wasn't not easy. It was not easy. Like, you have to put in the time and put in the work, and you have to like, every time you fail, you just have to get back up. You, have, you know, every time you fall, you get back up, and you like, you know, it's it's not for everyone. Like, being working for yourself is not for everyone. You just, have, I'm just really stubborn. So like. I think that helped me that I was just like this is going to be successful I don't give a shit like I don't care what people think I'm going to do this you know alright and now you know being this site's been up for almost two years you know you've been like you've also had like you know forums on your Instagram where you know you ask certain um, extra people to you know ask certain questions about certain figures like the mayor and all types of other things and also you seem to be pressured into covering more harder things that's going on in Jersey City, even though you're more about the more positive things that are going on in Jersey City. But people don't want you to stay, remain all the way positive. So well, how do you feel about all of that, actually? Because to me... Um, yeah, go ahead. To me, to me, for negativity, you can go to the Jersey Journal for that shit, honestly. Right, exactly. Because like, if you want to hear about somebody getting shot, go... It's going to be in the first page of the Jersey Journal. We don't need to have it on a blog. Like, your, your, your blog is mostly about what's happening in terms of people who are making moves, people who are doing things within the community. And you've done many different things from 
events in you've you've done this, uh, events at the Mary Buffoon Center. You've done things in uh, Audubon Park, which are in impoverished areas in our community. So I don't know what it really is that these people want. I think they just bullshitting at this point. So I think I, I think you'll people not uh, people will never be happy. No. Um, no matter what I do, there's always going to be something. Uh, I do not want to write about criminal acts because um, I don't know enough about it. I don't think people are go to Chickie JC to um, read about crime. Uh, you know, the whole thing is there's so much negativity in the world. There's so much shit going on. I want to make people happy. I want to make people smile. I want to make people laugh. I want to make people try that new coffee shop. I want to make people engage with their community, not focus on, like, who's getting shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't... No, go yes, ahead. go ahead. I mean, like, it's just like, it's just, I'm not, you know, my, my whole platform is is positivity. I never write anything negative about any business. I never write anything, I'm not Yelp, you know, like I, and, and people, and the thing is, lately we've been doing a weekly chickpea news, like, uh, headlines, but we don't write about crime. We write about, like, what's going on, you know, stuff from the mayor's office, like, important information that we think is important for people to know. And we do talk about, you know, gentrification and, and issues that we face we do we, it's not like we completely ignore that there's things going on we just don't do it in a negative way you know like one of our, our contributors Chanel she covered a, a, a youth rally that was against the shooting so we covered it you know so we're, we're not like we're not trying to paint a rosy picture of what's going on in Jersey City we're just not trying to put so much attention on the negativity um, I think what's going on is you have like, so many families and different people who they're hurt, you know? They're really hurt because of what happened to their family member, to their friend. And um, I guess they just feel like everybody else should be hurt too. Like the whole city should be behind them and be feeling their pain. So they feel like any kind of media, whether it be blog, newspaper, TV, should be covering, you know, oh, my cousin died. Your cousin. Love my cousin. Yo, y'all better talk about my cousin. I think it's that kind of mentality. Like, I think that underneath, underneath the pain, they don't have, they really don't have any problems, like with you or what you're doing. They just, they're trying to find a platform to express themselves. And I, you know, and I appreciate, and you know, the thing is, if, if a family of like a victim, you know, a victim reached out and said, "Hey, we want to talk to you. We want you, you know, we want people to hear your story," I would inter more than gladly interview them. But I'm not gonna go, you know, when I hear a shooting, run with my camera crew and take pictures of that. Cause that's not what we do. No, you're not. No, that's not what I do. And and if people don't like it, then stop. And I like you that know. mentality. I, I like that. So, hold on, um, sorry. Can you guys hold on one second? Yeah, sure. Yeah, hello. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, um, another thing I was going to say on the positive side, though, somebody like me, she moved to Miami, right? If I were to recommend to my Miami listeners and to my Miami friends, if they went to Jersey City, what do they need to try? Like, what is the thing that is like, yo, when you go to Jersey City, you need to get this. Name some spots you recommend. Oh, my God. It's so hard. I hate it when people ask me this question because, like, <laughs> I, I love so many places. Um, For coffee. Best coffee. Okay. 
Mod Cop. Mod Cop by by far. Um, I need to go there. Mod Cop in the Heights, but they do sell their coffee at other locations. But like, if you go to their place in the Heights, it's like the best experience. It's a small coffee shop, no Wi-Fi allowed. Uh, if you go there to like meet your neighbors and have really good coffee, and they have so they have coffee that will fuck you up. Like literally, there's something called nitro. It crack in it? No, it's not cracked, but like it's just really strong coffee and it's very fresh. And like you drink it, and like I I went there, I I interviewed them for a blog post, and I tried all their. They're like you're brave because I was I was like trying all their coffees. I would I couldn't sleep for three days. I was like on drugs. My husband's like, are you, like, are, is everything okay? Are you okay? Like, did you, like, sniff cocaine or something? I'm like, no, it's just like coffee. Shaking. Yeah, I was shaking. I was, like, like acting like a meth addict. But it was worth it. <laughs> Yo, so, Charles, you want to drink some of that? I know you, you were in the damn, night. You damn right I'm going to fucking drink that. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Honestly, it's really, and, and it's, and, like, the baristas are really awesome. And, like, you can ask them a ton of questions about the coffee. They're super knowledgeable. So I think if you're, like, a coffee, you know, uh, if you're a coffee connoisseur or you're like interested in learning more, they're like super cool and patient. Uh, really, and like it's all there's always like cool people like hanging out there and like chatting, talking about different things. It's really it's really a fun place. And I ask coffee because you know in Miami, coffee's like a huge deal. So my Cuban friends that they live off of coffee down here, if they were to go up there, the first thing they're gonna be like is where can I get a good cup of coffee? Because they're used to exotic coffee. Have you tried the Cuban coffee while you were in Miami? Uh, yeah, it's really good. So if if you're in Jersey City, then I would go. Like if it's like they're they they want like a cafe con leche. Uh, also in the Heights, if they go to um, uh, Angel An uh, Angel ba Bakery. No, Azul Bakery. Azul Bakery. Wait, Angel Bakery. It's like it's a bakery on Central Avenue, and they serve the most delicious cafe con leche. It's really, really good. And what about food-wise, though? Like, what's the spot for breakfast, at least? For breakfast? Yeah. Um, oof. Well, I mean, the diners are always good, like the Brownstone Diner. Um, mm. If you want to, like, you know, if you're really hungover and you just want to, like, stuff your face with, like, pancakes and, like, bacon and eggs and just, like, be a glutton, I think the Brownstone Diner is great. Uh, if you want something fancier, um, oh, who has good brunch? Skinner's Loft, um, Marco, Pe Marco and Pepe. Um, yeah. You know what, Charles? I want to. You need to go to all these places. You need to eat at all these places. Look, y'all trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get into this vegan lifestyle. Why the so, hell are you making me do this? Well, Charles, if you if you want to lose weight, then I would go to Short Grain. They have really good kale salad and like green juices. It's a little expensive, awesome. but they're it's it's amazing. It's delicious. It's so worth everything it. Like, in the world. Everything in the world is expensive. I know, but you know what? I I have like this. Um, saying that, you know, we spend so much money on shit we don't need. We should be spending money on good, healthy food that's it's for our bodies. You know, when yeah. people are you know, people are saying like or oh, organic is too expensive. But yeah, if you're willing to shell out money on like a new pair of sneakers, you should instead of buying new sneakers, you should invest in your body. I think and that's you know, the most important and what's, so, and what's so crazy about that is is just that people say that, you know, organic is very expensive, but hospital bills are expensive too. So hundred exactly. um, yeah. percent. 
So there you go. So I, like I said, I like. I'm not going to transition in, all the way into vegan. Like I really don't like the whole can't eat no meat, can't eat eggs, can't eat all that other shit. I really hate it so far. But um, I like the food that vegans eat, so that helps me a yeah. lot. So, it's all about balance, you know. It's all about finding a balance, eighty twenty, you know. Yes, most definitely. Now, what would be a great spot for a burger? Um, so I we did a poll actually uh, like six months ago. I like teamed up with this guy who's like a burger pro. His name is D- oh, Dave. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, and and uh, you know that our top three were Park Tavern, which is on West Side. Yes. Um, Left Bank Burger and Park Park Tavern is actually down a block from my house. It's so good. I, you know, that was yeah. my, out of the three, that was my favorite because it was just a simple burger. There was like no like bells and whistles. It was simple and it tasted amazing. It tastes right. amazing. There is a new place called Burger Eatery. It's downtown. It's on Erie Street, and I went there like a couple weeks ago, and it's completely different. Like it's like a well done patty. It's delicious. Like I could have eaten like four of them. And yeah, white man. I know I'm starving now. And White Mana, you can't go wrong with White Mana uh, on Tonnelly Avenue. That's that really that place hits the spot. Oh wow! All right, we're gonna go into a music break, and this goes by the homie Cheese Ortiz from Bayonne, New Jersey. And this joint is called Jungle. Don't look over 
shoulders when no shot before a rover. No, my time again closer. Who I'ma hide from my sofa? My feet on the couch, but my ashtray on the coaster. Busting traps and some loafers, moving water like a Moses. Grind for yours, piece of shoulder on the benches. Get it by any means, no need for interventions. Life is like a jungle sometimes, so watch your friendships get chips. Your friendship, no ends, the bitch dick. Grind for yours, piece of shoulder on the benches. Get it by any means, no need for interventions. Life is like a jungle sometimes, so watch your friendships get chips. Your friendship, no ends, the bitch dip. On February 12th, come to Cafe Soleil in Jersey City, New Jersey for the Love and Hip Hop Showcase. And you go and see acts like Louis Ave, Nissantine, La Brea, Lyric, Jay Stain, Low Cash, Cat Staxon, EJX, Jay Holland, and many more. Get your tickets at Eventbrite. Please come through, man. It's going to be a dope show for everybody. You should come to the For Love and Hip Hop Showcase at Cafe Soul on February 12th. Sorry, we're back into the seventh episode of the Indie Gold Podcast. And, um, you know, if me and um, Jersey, me and um, Lachi have been uh, Jersey City residents, for, well, New Jersey residents for a very long time, uh, how long have you been a resident for Jersey, in New Jersey? Um, about seven over seven years. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, you know, for all, you know, for listeners that don't know nothing about, you know, Jer- what's going on in Jersey City, um, the rapid change in um development, population. population development in terms of buildings, and you know, a lot of people who can't afford a way of living are being cast cast aside and put in certain places that they don't want to live in, but. You know, me, me and uh, Lynn had like a issue one time. I think it was when um, Montgomery Projects got knocked down. And like I said, I apologize. That wasn't really towards you. It was just like it was just towards a lot of people who were just cool with that idea, with a, a lot of people losing their homes. And I, you know, at the end of the day, you know, gentrification is it's not only going to happen in Jersey City. It's happening everywhere. It is actually. I I saw a poll. No, not a poll, but I saw statistics that showed that um, most progressive cities in America, in the East Coast and West Coast, the South not so much, but some areas in the South, you're seeing a rise in gentrification. You're seeing um, young younger families who are making money, usually either college students or people fresh out of college that actually got a job, unlike some of us. <laughs> went to college, but didn't work out, and um, they are taking over neighborhoods. And unfortunately, in some of these neighborhoods, these new residents are being racist towards old residents. I've seen that um in Brooklyn, San Francisco, you know, New York. I think was probably the first place to get uh, gentrification years ago. Especially uh, when my my friend, uh, a good good friend to this show, also True Lex, said that uh, he came home from school one day and saw white people in his hallway, and it freaked him out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because he lives in Harlem, so you know, like in the middle of Harlem. So now no. in Jersey City, 
you're seeing a lot of a uh, lot of new faces that um we really never saw before, and you know it could be scary because some of the residents feel like, well, what's gonna happen to me? What's gonna happen to my home? Am I gonna lose my home? Am I gonna have to go relocate? Because the problem with relocating is, especially areas that traditionally were ghettos in Jersey City, if you take somebody from that ghetto and put them in another ghetto because you want to fix the other one, you're creating a bigger ghetto because now the people from that hood have beef in their new hood. And now they're beefing with their neighbor and now you see a rise in killings. So it's like you see one part of the city getting better and another part of the city getting worse. That's the issue that a lot of people do have with gentrification. However, it's not completely um it's not completely the new residents' fault or the city's fault. A lot of times it's our own fault. And I'll get into that in a minute after I hear um your thoughts on the situation. Um, so I mean, it's, it's you know, like I when I was living in Montreal, uh, I would I lived with my parents in the city, and we got pushed out. You know, so like I I get like I totally get the frustration. Every city, every urban city is getting uh, is changing and is dealing with gentrification. Um, you know, I I don't know what else to say in terms, you know. I mean, I'm, I've moved to Jersey City seven years ago, so am I part of it? Am I not supposed to come live here, you know? Um, that being said, That's a, I you like know, that you said that. You know, like, the, here's the thing, and, and a lot of people, and this is what I deal with also on a daily basis, is some, you know, I think I wouldn't get as much um, heat if I was born and raised in Jersey City, and I kind of understand, like, okay, who's this chick? Like, why does she think she can, you know, blog about Jersey City? I totally get that. But it, unless you were part of the Dutch settlement in the 1800s, you came from somewhere. Either you came, you, either you moved to Jersey City at some point, or your parents moved to Jersey City at some point, or your yep. grandparents, right? Okay. So unless you're part of that 1800s Dutch settlement, then you are from somewhere, and we can't, you know, you, we can't be so negative towards newcomers. That being said, the people who are new need to engage with their community. They need to do something positive for their community. They need to shop local. They need to go to local events. They need to take interest in the people and culture around them, and in, and you know, you know, spend money at small businesses and support like the local economy. When I see people coming off the path train with bags from Whole Foods, when it's a farmers, when it's a day of farmers market, I want to I want to kill myself. I'm like, oh, what, that's so rude. Like, there's a farmer's market. Don't go to Whole Foods in Manhattan. Shop at the farmer's market. So now, as somebody like myself who did move to Jersey City seven years ago, I am invested in the community. I volunteer. I go to city council meetings. I'm, I'm interested in what's going on. So can you hate me for that? Because I know, you know, I know for a fact that I went to vote, and, and uh, you know, people like to sit and complain, but they don't go out and vote, you know, in the general election. So, like, it's like it's a catch-22. It's so easy to sit behind a computer and like point fingers, and and but like, there's another thing is is taking action and being involved in your community is you know, uh, donating clothes in the Christmas or 
uh, or different homeless drives and that sort of thing. Like it's just about being involved in your community. So you know what? I like that you say that. Yo, she has just dropped ether on some of you. Because you know, I was just gonna get to this point. You know why gentrification is happening to some of you? Because this is a message to all you people in the hood, slanging, you know, trying to get that money. Now I don't knock the hustle, but if you're in the community and you're just selling drugs, right? But you're not investing in businesses. You're not owning your own home. You're destroying your community. You're lowering the property value. Right, raising the crime rate. You deserve to lose your hood because you don't love your hood. If you loved your hood, you would be doing all those things Lynn just said. You would be going to city council saying, "Hey, I don't like that. There's garbage on my block. You need to do something about it." Nah, but instead you go on Twitter and you're like, "Nah, son, I don't like this garbage, man." And you know what? The city need to do something, man, or we're going to pop off. Like, right. you know what? It's time to start being civilized and, and stop being savages because you are a human being. You're not an animal. That's why me, I know savage is the new slang term right now. I refuse to say savage because I'm civilized. And I'm just saying all the guy need to get up and own businesses. All the communities in the United States, especially some of the immigrant communities, the reason they're so powerful today is they united as a people, they got involved in the communities that they lived in, and they put money there. And they and, and if you put money there, you deserve to take over. So start investing in your own city. Stop buying Jordans. Stop going to New York City. Stop going to Whole Foods, like she said, and go to farmer's market. Start supporting your own city. Stop being a hypocrite. 100%. I mean, you know, there like people who, let's say, complain about trash, right? There are so many local organizations that get together in, like, the summertime, and they clean up trash. Like, I was, you know, six months ago, I was on the hill with something, you know, a group called Clean JC, and I was picking up people's cigarette butts. Don't fucking throw cigarette butts. Don't throw your trash on the ground. Like take Stop a take a stand. Oh, well, fine. You know what? That's not. It's everyone can. You know, that's their life and that's their body. But like, yeah. these are things to consider. So like, are you contributing to the problem or are you helping to fix it? You know, like, what are you doing that's making a change other than sit sitting and complaining? It's 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 bullshit. You know what? People, yeah. you know, here's the thing. Here's the point. People who complain, a lot of the people who complain about gentrification are the ones that like to hang out at Porta, at Dullboy, okay? These are even places that I don't even go to that often. But these are the people that are enjoying, you know, the benefits of, of Jersey City changing and having new restaurants and new stores, but yet complain about it. So that doesn't make sense to me. It, it makes no sense. You know, like these are people who don't you want to eat good pizza? Don't you want to have a good restaurant to go to that you don't have to go to Manhattan? I've interviewed hundreds of people that are born and raised in Jersey City, and most of them have said that they like the change, that they like having a place to go eat and not have to go into Manhattan, that they like having a farmer's market, that they like, you know, knowing that they're safe walking on Newark Avenue. So, you know. Like, there's definitely the bad. I understand the rent is going up, and people are getting pushed out. So we have to work hard. And you have, like, I'm working my ass off in order to pay my mortgage. I'm working my ass off in order to send my daughter to school. 
I'm not sitting and complaining. I'm just, instead of spending the energy to complain, I'm working harder so that I can be able to afford the things that I want to afford for my, my life. I know people who work two or three jobs. It is, it, this is the world we live in. It's the same thing in Tel Aviv and Israel. Same thing. People are hustling and working their asses off in order to maintain, to live where they want to live. Look, you, you can see Manhattan across from here. What do you expect? We live outside of Manhattan. You know, it's like the, the epicenter of the world. All the movies are talk about New York City. What, what do you expect? And still, rent is relatively lower than it is in Brooklyn and in, and in New York. Yep. Charles, what are your thoughts on everything, man? Because you see it personally in your own neighborhood. Uh, not in my neighborhood, but I would say it like this. I've been working in the Newport area for at least since I was 16 years old. And I've got to see the change from downtown for a very long time. And I actually kind of don't like it anymore. Like, honestly, I feel like I go into the bars. I don't feel like I'm welcome. You know, we used to do business at the Dopeness, but, you know, the new owners don't like black people. Um, you know, now it's called The Citizen now. So, you know, like I said, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm just not very big on the change, but at the end of the day, we do need places that are safe to go to. We do need, need, do need like, a newer environment for people to go to and feel like, you know, hey, there's good things here. And there's gonna be bad things. That's everywhere in the world. There's always gonna be a downtown that's so re refined and looks beautiful, and it has businesses and, and restaurants. And there's always gonna be the inner city that looks like straight shit. So at the end of the day, I, I do agree with both both of what y'all say. I think we do need to start in investing in our neighborhoods, do a lot more going to town meetings, and the more we do that type of stuff, I think uh, there will be some change. But at the end of the day, we're living in a capitalist society, and we don't have control over people who have money and can just take over anything, if we, even if we do anything in terms of being participating and all types of other shit. So... Gentrification is something that's happening everywhere. It's not only happening here. And I don't see as much of like backlash chickpea gets to any other blogger who and I don't even know if any other bloggers do the same shit as she does. But at the end of the day, like she's getting so much flack for it, but I don't see nobody else getting that much flack. And I really feel like this. We just, we need to just do what we must in order to maintain and that's it. You know, the the thing is, on the ugly side of it, is just the fact that um, some people feel like, like I like Charles that you said you don't feel welcome in some of the new spots. There are people that go through that that now in a city where they they were used to roaming around and being known and everything, now they're a stranger and they even um, go through some racism where they feel like, well, hey, now there's a lot of white people here in this area. I am no longer I am no longer welcomed. They look at me weird. They look at me like I shouldn't even be here, like I can't afford this. And you know that that's one of the uh that's one of the ugly sides of gentrification because this country in general 
there's still a lot of racism, discrimination, and, you know, it, it can get ugly sometimes, but when it comes to, to Chick P over here, she's not part of the problem, and y'all need to stop persecuting her because she's trying to make a solution. She's out here supporting the city. She's supporting the local hip-hop scene. She's done stuff in the hood to try to clean up the hood. She's done things to help the city. So, like, don't persecute her. Like, there are, there are people. We don't know their names. We don't know who they are. Or maybe you guys might know their names or who they are. Someone. But there are business people. There are politicians in the city who are part of the problem. So stop, stop persecuting somebody that she's trying to find balance on both worlds and trying to uh, make it, you know, make the city a better place for everybody, so that you can be proud of Jersey City and stop fronting on social media and telling people out of state that you're from New York. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. 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 100%. I mean, people like sometimes treat me as if I'm like a, you know, like I'm giving tax abatements to high rises. I'm not part of that, you know? Like I I write about about local people. I try to support local people and I I'm in the middle. You know, I do and the thing is I do write about high rises and I do write about real estate and I write about some newer businesses, but I, I'm, but I also write about grassroots, so it's a kind of like I try to write from every perspective that's going on in the city. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. All right, we're gonna ask you two more questions, and you know, we, I know you're on the time constraint, so sure. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask you these two questions. Uh, just recently, you was in a artist-inspired movement panel with Combat Jack, Nina Sky. What was that experience like for you? Being that she was amongst those type of people. Um, it, you know, it's kind of, it's an honor to be, uh, you know, to always be part of these creative movements. Um, you know, it, it's great to be part of a panel that I, people care to hear what I have to say. Uh, it was really a really fun experience. I got to meet some really cool people and, and listen to others' uh, experiences. I was all just really great in general. Wow. And um, also, what do you hope to be the future for Chickpea JC? Um, you know, it's funny, I don't know. Uh, every day changes, but right now I have about 20 writers that contribute wow. for the blog. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, you, you finally took my advice and got a team, damn it. I got a whole team. A whole team. I got a whole team. And, uh, you know, every person has their own niche. You know, I have somebody who talks about, who writes about LGBT, somebody who writes about the pet, our pets. Uh, I have a Playboy bunny who writes a monthly column. So it's really great. It's a great melting pot of people from different cultures and backgrounds. You know, some people who were born and raised in Jersey City, people who live on West Side, who live in Bergen, Lafayette, who live downtown. So it's really great. It's a great representation of the diversity in Jersey City, and, and they're really awesome writers. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, and we'll see. Maybe, you know, we'll see, we'll see what, what else I have in store. Can't, can't reveal everything, so... No, 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 no. don't reveal everything. That's the best thing about business. Do not reveal everything. Give them a little bit of a sliver, but that's all you, All people need to know is a little yeah. bit, not everything. So, um, also, you know, like I say, you, you, you're doing a lot of big things, and you're probably one of the most positive people in the world, 
And I, I, we thank you for being on our show today. You know, my pleasure. Much, Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I have fun. I was expecting you to curse us all the fuck out, but nope, that didn't happen. Thank God. I mean, you know why? Because I'm at a nail salon, so I can't like be all crazy. Damn. <laughs> Let, you know, we might have to do a part two sometime when you you like in the comfort of your own home and you're able to like to do that shit. Sure, no problem. Just, I mean, but you, Charles. Out. But Charles, you you've heard me swear, no? Oh my god! If anybody doesn't She's know, more on this episode, bro, at least three Wait, or four times. Uh, listen, if, anybody, if anybody doesn't know, I have done Sharon Scribes for Tech P at one point, and yes, she curses like a fucking sailor, yo. She's <laughs> terrible. She's a, she's a terrible gangbanger right now. Wait, wait. So so you want to hear something? I did a, a social media yeah. 101 class in City Hall. Yes. And and they they recorded me like so I did it. I did two. I did one like one in the evening and one the next day. And the one in the evening I was swearing like crazy. Like every I was saying Netflix and chill. I was like saying shit, fuck, like whatever you want. Uh, and like and the next day they're like, Lynn, maybe you should tone it down for this one. And I was still swearing, so they had to bleep me out in the video. <laughs> I'm not so gonna like, lie, bleeps make things funny as hell. I don't know why. It's just when you bleep shit out, it makes it right. funny as shit. But it was funny because I'm right. in City Hall and I'm talking about like I was like, oh, I, I'm like pro marijuana, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm in City Hall. I shouldn't probably shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Though? Oh, all the all the people that suffer illnesses and they don't want to take pharmaceutical drugs, they want to take something that was created by God, natural, nature. I think it's good that you stood up for them in City Hall. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty open with my views, so. Look, like, shit, you all right with me. You just said you, you're cool with motherfucking marijuana legalization. That makes me happy as hell deep down. And I don't smoke as much as I used to, but and, uh, if it comes... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just go gonna, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna ask her about um, what does she think about Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton? Because I know those are like probably, uh, based on your views, I know that's who you one of those two is getting your absolutely. vote. Absolutely. Definitely not. Yes. Absolutely. I'm definitely feeling the burn. Um, Word. So the thing here's the thing. I'm you know I like. I, I do have a kinship with Hillary simply because I love Bill Clinton so much. And when I lived in Israel, uh, he was a, you know, he's a huge fan of Israel and, um, you know, has helped out a lot. He would come to visit in Israel. When uh, there was a prime minister that I was, uh, you know, when I was growing up in Israel, uh, his name was Itzhak Rabin, and he was assassinated. And when he was assassinated, Bill Clinton, and that, that, was, that shook my world. It completely changed. But that's like a conversation for another time. But, like, it completely changed my life. And he came to Israel and gave, like, this most amazing speech. And I was just, you know, I read his book. So, like, the fact that she's a Clinton is, like, I have a, a certain, like, feeling towards her. But in terms of, like, my brain, you know, my heart says Hillary. My brain says Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah. I, I feel you. I'm, I'm with Bernie all the way myself. Um, I definitely loved Bill Clinton, too, growing up. Like, it was... um. It was always cool to uh, to see him talk on TV, even though I wasn't old enough to, to vote when he was running against Bob Dole. We did have a mock election in um, my junior high school, and the fact that we picked Bill Clinton before he even won 
it was awesome when he did win, like for real. <laughs> and yeah. That like Bill Clinton was part of my first real political experience, so I I feel you. Yeah. And I don't care what he did with Monica. That doesn't change what kind of leadership he has. <laughs> man, he can get a blowjob and lead the world at the same time. That is the best fucking thing in the world. So hey, man, like more kudos to him, man. But um, no, we're gonna end this episode, and uh, I want like you know Chick Peter. Now, plug a couple of things. You know, we want people to check out your blog, most definitely. Yeah, so definitely uh, check out my blog. It's chickpjc.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Um, so there's always something fun going on. You can subscribe on my website. Um, and that's pretty much it. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy this podcast. And, uh, I, you know, I definitely would love to do more of these. It's fun oh, to talk yeah. about. Amber Rose and the Kardashians we, and <laughs> we, we, we didn't want to do the fingers in the booty ass bitch segment, but we didn't want to go oh. deep in that. Oh my go god. That. that was hilarious too, though. Too deep in every sense of the word, you know what I mean? <laughs> no pun intended. Kanye, Kanye likes what Kanye likes. It's all good, you know, I'm open. I'm yeah, open to those things. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, thank you for everybody for tuning into the Indie Gold podcast, and we'd like to thank Lynn Hazan, aka Chick P, aka Chips. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm fucking with you. Chips. Who's Chips? Oh. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Charles. Insider. <laughs> oh my God, Charles, you can't. I told you not to tell anybody my street name. You telling everybody it's your street name? Don't say it. It's my street name, but it's not anymore though. Anyway. See, see, see you know, in Chicky's past life, she was a crip. <laughs> she was throwing it up. No. You sure you ain't from Montgomery? I'm not. No, 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 no. But um. I like to thank Chick P for like spending her time with us and um you know, giving her views and showing everybody there's a lot of positive things going on in Jersey City. And you know, any last words on Chick P? Uh, no, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Caesar? I got my I got my nails done at the same time while doing this. That's multitask. Yes. Yeah, oh, you no, know I'm, what? I'm, I'm good, man. I just you know it's time to take some Benadryl. I've been dealing with uh, some allergic reactions. You know. Oh no! Yeah, did we have to put this in the podcast? Did we have to put that in here? Poor guy. Oh, hey, it is. It's called life. It happens. Vitamin C. Vitamin C. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. More, more info. More info. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's um end the podcast here, and then we gotta do retakes. Well, not you, Lynn, but I gotta do retakes. Sure. But um, thank you. But thank you so much, Lynn. My pleasure. Was yeah, it good? It was, yeah, it was great yeah. having you. Yeah. Thanks. It was great. It was amazing. Awesome. Really glad. All right. Cool. It's be a dope episode. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, we're now going to go into the last music break of the show. It goes by Miami artist Pans and Flack, and this is called Active. And thank you for tuning in into the Indie Gold podcast. We'll see you next time where we interview. Anthony Piper and Red Ryan, respectively, of both companies called Trill League and Fresh War Paint on the Indie Gold Podcast.
raps like what? Like what? Bought those essays, say what's up? Throw it up. Throw it up. Whole state game bang. Game bang. Can it be the game pyro? Pyro. Whole state game bang. Game bang. Can it be the game great street? Great street. I'm just in the function. Function. Turn it up in the function. In the function. I don't game bang, I'm from day. Real five be the name. I'm just trying to keep it active. I'm just trying to keep it active. Hey, bitch, I go to work. I'm just trying to keep it active. I'm just trying to keep it active. Hey, bitch, I go to work. I'm just trying to keep it active. I'm just trying to keep it active. Hey, bitch, I go to work. I'm just trying to keep it active. I'm just trying to keep it active. Hey, bitch, I go to work. I'm just trying to keep it active. No cow, so cow. Hey, no cow. The red fifty gal. Nigga tippin', my hood bust a nigga Scotty Pippin', swag strippin', light feet and jerk with the lemon, third down time to spike, cause the bitches wanna yike, Hey, bitch we in the function, bitch we in the function, Hey, bitch we in the function, bitch we in the function, Hey, bitch, we in the function. I'm trying to keep it active. I'm just trying to keep it active. Hey, bitch, I go to work. I'm just trying to keep it active. I'm just trying to keep it active. Hey, bitch, I go to work. I'm just trying to keep it active. I'm just trying to keep it active. Hey, bitch, I go to work. I'm just trying to keep it active. I'm just trying to keep it active. Hey, bitch, I go to work. I'm just trying to keep it active. Keep it active, active. I go to work. I'm just trying to keep it active, active.